0: When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome everybody.
1: Hope everyone's having a great week. Here we are into the short week of life. Post-Labor Day, and this is a great time, as always, to finish Q3 strong as we head into Q4 to start preparing not only to close the year strong, but also prepare for 2023. We highly encourage those that have small businesses to midsize corporations, again, reach out to us at at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd be more than happy to assist and help you in any areas of your planning and strategy to move your business to the next level. If you're new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers channel, and we welcome you. You could also visit us on our Apple podcast page, including Spotify, and our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017, the year we started the show, exactly May 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests over the years sharing their words of wisdom and insights to help you and your business take it to the next level. Again, if you have any input or any questions, feel free to reach out to us here at Voice American Influencers Channel or send me directly an email at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action. It's a, a 501c3 organization dedicated to helping dads be, step into their roles to be better role models for their children, their spouses, and so on. We encourage you to check them out at efamovement.org and all the great things that they're doing to help build interdependent family structures free from limiting beliefs so they can help not only themselves, but their children grow into self-confident adults that will be future leaders in their own homes, communities, and businesses. Again, check them out at efamovement.org. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about psychological safety as a foundation for success. And this is something that I love. As everybody knows, we're all big here about the mindset and anything to do from a psychology standpoint. And we have a, a subject matter expert who is going to share a lot of words of wisdom and insights. So we highly encourage you to get your notepads out, take notes, and to listen to this show in its entirety, even after you listen to it live. Uh, her name is Dr. Lise Woters. She's an international positive psychology expert, work and organizational psychologist, advisor, trainer, and team coach based in the Netherlands. In addition to the comprehensive research she has conducted about happiness and resilience, she assists organizations in the areas of mental health, optimal functioning, motivation, and positive communication. Her mission is to contribute to reducing the number of burnout burnouts in the Netherlands by helping to make people within organizations healthier and happier and ensuring that they thrive psychologically safe team environments. In 2018, she published her first book in Dutch, "How Dan, So Then How, which would be in English, together with the businesswoman who wrote about how she overcame life struggles. In their book, Lee's responds to her explaining the psychological theories of what helped and why She is the founder of her own international business, with uh, OMG, with an explanation point, which stands for Tailor-Made Leadership and specializes in providing leadership training and coaching. For more than 10 years, Lise and her team of fellow experts have been facilitating online and on-site leaders and professionals with business-related workshops. Their work is underpinned by the professional knowledge that each individual is unique and each organization is unique. Thus, the only deliver custom work. And be, without further ado, we welcome Dr. Lee's Walters to the show. And before we leave, I know you you start off with a DRS, and a lot of people might say, "What is that? Is that doctors?" I'd like you to kind of just introduce, you know, kind of introduce yourself and just you know talk about DRS as that acronym uh, and how you uh, that how that acknowledges all the great things that you do in your area of expertise.
2: <laughs> Great, thank you very much. Yeah, so um it's actually pronounced Dr. Andus, Lise Routers. And um I've I've re- I've heard recently that it's not really a term that's used in the US. Um in uh, in Belgium is where I'm actually from. Dr. Andis uh, is actually used for people who have already reached their master's title, Dr. Anders, but are still learning to get their doctor title. So it's on the way to Doctor this means on the way to being becoming a doctor. So, I'm doing uh, my promotion work now on psychological safety, of course, and uh, and hoping to get that doctor's title in the next couple of years um, um, by doing my research in this area.
1: Awesome. Well, thank <laughs> you for doing it. I, I hope everyone now understands now that DRS. It's not a. It's not a, a, a typo. It's actually something in. And I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open. I'm sure now, now that I'm aware of it, I'll be now now seeing it more often, especially over in Europe. So thank you for, for sharing that with us. So, you know, you've done so much work in the area of, of, psych- of psychology. And I just wanted to talk about the importance that from your perspective and, and the research you've done and everything that you, you know, organizations and people you've worked with, talk about the importance of psychological safety as a foundation for success in whatever that may be for people listening.
2: Yeah, thank you very much for that question. Um, I, I I really love the the title of your show because I think psycholo- psychological safety is really, it's the key to sustainable success. We can be successful in a unsafe environment um, because an unsafe environment might bring out a fighter in us and we can achieve great things. Uh, but it takes a big toll on us, both mentally and physically, uh, on our on our health. So when we work in a safe environment, our mind opens up. Uh, we make full use of our experience, of our creativity, our coordination, and so on. And and this really makes our success sustainable. Because it, I mean, even really working really hard then gives us energy, so we can continue to do that uh, in a psychologically safe environment. So. Um, so I love how that connects to the sustainable success that you talk about.
1: Absolutely. And what would you say, you know, you know, at least when you look at the organizations now, I mean, burnout is such a real thing, you know, and I think organizations are beginning to realize that how much of, you know, this, this is a major ordeal. Like, you know, that a lot of times burnout is something that builds up over time and, you know, and and it can really wreak, a, a, you know, a, a negative effect on an organization. From people being absent to people having mental health issues as a result of it, uh, you know, lack of production, efficiency, you know, lack of engagement amongst one another can lead to you know, potential conflict. It, it, there's so many things that can be a result of it. What are some of the things that you would you know like to share of some things that organizations, regardless of size. Could really start to really dive into, you know, looking into the importance of, uh, of of psychological safety as a foundation for their for their teams, their organization overall.
2: Yes, yeah, psychological. There, there's a lot of research uh, already into psychological safety. Already, when I began my research, there was already tons of research on the benefits from having a psychologically safe environment, and um, and a, a couple of those are. Um, also performance and and uh, innovation and so on so very good for, for companies to be successful but also very important is um, the effect on people's well-being and uh, on people's mental health and this um, there's a lot of things um, regarding burnout when people are already in a state of um, where they burn out what you can do um, you you said it in your introduction, um, I would like to focus on preventing these situations from happening. And this is, this is why psychological safety is so important. When we work in a psychologically safe space, we are able to be ourselves, we are able to um, feel comfortable, not always staying within our comfort zone, we can get out of our comfort zone, but in a way that we feel safe to do this. Amy Edmondson used the definition of psychological safety, uh, where she says it's a, a place where um, a team feels safe enough to take an interpersonal risk. So, meaning going outside your comfort zone, but feeling safe enough to do this. Um, and when you you feel connected, um, even when you have a difficult topic to discuss with your team. And you you feel connected with them. You can do this in a way that you don't experience really high stress levels. Um, it doesn't take such a toll on your body and on your mind, and 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 really, it yeah helps you to prevent not only burnout but uh, but also um, yeah more illness or um, or less production
1: yeah.
2: or less creativity and so on.
1: No, I love what you just said. Like, you know, because a lot of times, you know, we live in this world now where there's so much diversity. You know, people now are beginning to, you know, feel like they can be who they are, but not be, you know, not be afraid, so to speak, of you know, expressing that and you know, in this diversity. And then people, you know, a lot of times are programmed, well, if I if I play it safe, they want they may not realize that I'm not as good as they think I am or if, God forbid, if I make a mistake, if I put myself out there that you know, they might think I'm incompetent or not capable of the job. So I'm going to play it safe. And those are the very things that end up causing a lot of issues in, in the long run, because we're not as innovative. We're not as creative. Uh, we're not we're not in, you know engaging at a higher level. Like you said, that, that we can take those risks and feel even though it might feel uncomfortable. We can do it in a safe environment. What would you recommend? Like if if. Somebody in, in that runs an organization or somebody in HR or whatever position they are, what would you recommend would be some ways to kind of help start creating a, that safe environment from a psychological standpoint?
2: Well, it all starts with awareness of, of being aware, first of all, what is already going on within the organization. I've been with many teams where people say, yeah, we have a really safe team. Uh, we really feel comfortable with each other um but whenever a difficult topic comes up people say yeah we don't have to talk about it because we we feel really good together so let's go get some coffee and and uh, we don't need to discuss this difficult topic so uh, i'd like how you say to play it safe because um it's really i i sometimes i have a bit of an issue with the term psychological safety because it sort of gives the idea that we should play it safe. Yeah. And 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 the whole idea of psychological safety is as you say uh, being safe enough to touch that difficult topic Absolutely. and and you know some research showed that um, they were looking into mistakes being made within a within an organization in a care organization and they they found out that um from the research it seemed like there were more mistakes being made in a psychologically safe environment than when it was not safe and and actually this is this is possible but at the same time it's also because people won't admit their mistakes people will cover them up, cover them up. or or will take less risks uh, and will not talk about it so yeah feeling safe enough uh, to take a risk but also knowing as an HR department, start by investigating how is the status within our organization at the moment. And there are great questionnaires. Uh, there are also great practitioners that can help to discover what is the current status of your organization? Are people um, um, yeah, having discussions, having uh, um, uh, admitting that they make mistakes? Are there sometimes difficult topics discussed within teams? And uh, and how safe do your people within the company actually feel at the moment? So, yeah, begin with that. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I think that's great advice. I I want to hope that everybody listening, please take these notes again. This is really important. And again, you'll have an opportunity uh, later in the show to you know know how to get in contact uh, with Dr. Waters and 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 reach out and have a conversation with her. And this can be for your organization as well. What would like I said, the the you know we, we taking like I always say that when we when we embrace challenges, we we take risks, uh, we make mistakes, not that we're repeating the same mistakes, but, but that's how we grow. That's how we expand. And the organizations that are going to grow and and become innovative and creative, I guess they have to change the way they they look at things. I know you you talk about resiliency. I Is resiliency something that's situational? Or could it be something that that we can practice resiliency and and then how we you know look at things that could actually you know use that to our advantage not, not to overcome something but actually mo- you know move us forward in a positive way to something better in our in our organization.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the good news is, of course, that we can learn to be resilient and become more resilient, and and there's um, there's many different ways to to. Uh, to develop your own resilience. It's also resilience is is sort of a term of dealing with all of this, eh? of creating this safe space because it is um, psychological safety is about acknowledging that sometimes we don't agree on a topic or that sometimes something went wrong, somebody in the team made a mistake and that we can openly talk about it and we can see how we can recover from this situation. It's all again, also awareness, but also awareness on yourself. And and coming back to that term, if, if you talk about psychological safety, if you would ask people within an organization, how safe uh, do you feel unsafe sometimes? There might be many people who say, no, I, I don't feel unsafe. But when we ask them, do you feel frustrated sometimes? Or do you feel stressed? Or do you feel upset or, or angry even? Or uh, a lot of them have these emotions and, and, and this is actually the emotion that you f- feel when you are unsafe. It's your brain triggering that there's a threat to your psychological basic needs. And, and the way this expresses itself is, is feeling frustrated or, or feeling angry or feeling stressed. So, um, so it's not a question of asking people how many times do you feel unsafe? but uh, um but investigating what really happens and what emotions come up in which situation and how do people deal with it so it it's all about being resilient and developing your resilience
1: yeah no so true and like you said sometimes certain things it it's funny like i i know in my my wife you know had a works in a law firm she's a lawyer and they did a some kind of personality assessment and you know, my wife is one of those people, people love her, but then there's some people that can be maybe put off by her because they don't understand her because of her personality. And there were some things that came up that, you know, about her trusting people, but, and, you know, also that, you know, they picked up on some things that she wasn't too happy what was going on in, in the organization. Cause the, cause the very things that you're just talking about, they push everything under, they don't want to hear about mistakes. They don't want to talk about things you might, you know, they just want to just go through the motions. And yet she's kind of that person that puts it out there. And that was picked up. Not not that it was in a bad way, but in the good way. What do you feel like, I mean, again, you, you know, are people, are they being honest on those assessments? Because I know my wife did. She really <laughs> was honest yeah. on that. I forgot what assessment it was. I can't remember, but, but it, you know, but it, I just wanted to get your take. Yeah, those but, are, you
2: know, it's really Interesting, because I also understand that that's what people do, they um, they want to um, sweep it under the rug. Because we don't really learn how to deal with those things. And we don't really learn how to deal with difficult emotions anymore. I mean, I don't know how it is in the US, but I know in, in Europe, uh, even in, in school in the in, in elementary school, when, when there's two kids next to each other in class, and one is unhappy, then the mother says, please put them in a different seat in the class because it's is having to deal with difficult emotions. So, um, so we we, we prevent feeling uh, any difficult emotions so much time in our life that we don't know how to deal with it anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I think people fill it in honestly in how far they believe uh, that is true, <laughs> but uh um, but I also believe that we we don't really develop this skill of self awareness of of really understanding what when we disagree, when we have a difficult emotion and recognize that it's there, like
1: yeah, and feeling safe that you can bring that up not in a confrontational way, but in a constructive way to find out where, where can we find. You know, we where we can resolve that. Not that you know we're we're de- you know looking to be needy or dependent upon it, but how do can we how could we create something that's going to help that matter and help leverage that person's strengths and not get caught up in this in these weaknesses or these things that they're dealing with that they can feel safe bringing that up and and finding a way to address it.
2: Yeah, but but the important, the most important thing where it starts is that you need to feel safe with yourself. Yeah, to say it. Yeah, you, you need to allow yourself to have a different opinion. Uh, if if I'm not allowed, if I think I should agree with everyone, then I don't feel safe enough with myself.
0: Yeah,
1: so. and that's key. What you because you brought that up about awareness, and and I always starts with awareness. Because it's not about who's going to be you know now that we're aware who's going to be the first to do it. No, we we all have to do it. We you know regardless of our title or role or position that we have to take that initial only we can change ourselves. Nobody else can do that for us. And oh, so exactly. we, we have to be able to t- be willing to adapt or change to, you know, it, to, to make things better in whatever that situation is in that organization. Yep. So I know we have to go to break uh, Dr. Waters, but When we come back. I know you've got so much more to deliver here. And I'm really excited about what you're going to share here. So again, if you're just joining us, we're we're here talking about psychological safety as a foundation for success. We have to go to break, but when we come right back, we got more to come from Dr. Lee's Walters. And we highly encourage you again to listen to this first segment in its entirety here later. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back. We're talking about psychological safety as a foundation for success. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, you can listen to this show later today here on demand in its entirety. And we highly encourage those that are here now to listen to the first segment. We're here with uh, Dr. Lise Wolters, and she goes by the ac- uh, acronym DRS, which, which she did explain earlier in the show. And again, I highly encourage you to learn more about her, which you're going to find out more a little bit later here on the show and how to get in contact with her. So Lise, I know you had talked, we talked about, you know, psychological safety as a foundation for success overall. And I know you shared it from an organizational level. You've done a lot of research into this area on the individual level. We would love to hear from your findings and research and your perspective on the individual level how we look at psychological safety.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would be happy to go into that. It, it, we look at psychological safety, we can see it on the individual level, on the team level and on the organizational level. And, and we've known for a long time that they are connected in some ways. And But really understanding the process of how they are connected and then how you build psychological safety, um, still a lot of work needs to be done. And uh, in the last uh, um, two years, I focused on uh, the the foundation of individual psychological safety in order to create psychological safety within the team. I, I went into that because I noticed when I was working with teams that they were talking about difficult topics, about maybe admitting that they made a mistake. And sometimes people would say, yeah, I know the team would be wonderful and I know the team would allow me to make a mistake and it would still want me as part of their team. But I don't allow myself to make mistakes. I don't want to be that person that makes a mistake. I think I should be the one who doesn't make mistakes. So, so you can create a psychologically safe environment f- from the others around you, but it, it has to start with yourself. You will only speak up Uh, when you think it's okay to speak up. And uh, the research shows that um, when we feel our basic needs, our psychological basic needs are being threatened, and this goes back to the theory of the determination theory that says all human beings have the basic psychological needs of autonomy, connection, and uh, development competence. So when either of those basic needs are being threatened and we feel unsafe. We have found, though, that in some cases we threaten our own basic needs by uh, telling ourselves, for example, we shouldn't make mistakes. Um, It threatens our sense of confidence, our sense of connection and sometimes also our sense of autonomy. So um, in the research that I recently published, it shows that even when we don't feel psychologically safe individually, we are not able to empathize with others within our team. So we need to have either our basic needs satisfied or apply self-compassion, support ourselves in a way that we can then open up to empathize with others. So it's really a a huge foundation, again, to build psychological safety within the team. You have to start with building it for yourself.
1: Yeah, I love that, because like you said, you know, the team can do that. But if the person is adamant about, I'm not going to make a mistake, I'm, I'm better than, than than the mistakes that that I can make. But so it's, so it's encouraging them that, you know, without mistakes that we, you know, we don't grow. What would be some of the things that you would recommend? Let's say someone that is either ignorant to that or stubborn about that, or just has it in their head because of their upbringing that you can't do no wrong. Or if you do, you're going to look weak. You're going to, you know, you're going to, you know, you, people are going to think you're incompetent. What would be that first step that you would like not, you're not telling somebody how to, to do it, but sharing and get, letting them to decide when that light bulb goes off, what could be the things they could start to now be open to some of the things they can start to build their own psychological safety foundation?
2: Yeah. I think, I think it starts with realizing how it's, um, preventing you from, uh, growing and how, um the the yeah the the negative things that happen from doing this if you realize that it's holding you back in some ways that it over it it might already grow your motivation to say hey maybe maybe it's a lot of people think if I'm tougher myself then I'm more successful and actually the research shows that when we are kind to ourselves that we can be more successful uh, a lot of uh, research points that if you show self-compassion for example if you are compassionate with yourself supportive towards yourself that uh, people think you will become lazy or uh, you will become less successful or less productive and and the research shows the opposite yeah uh, self-compassionate people overcome more hardship they are more successful they are um, more active have feel more energy so realizing the benefits of changing this uh, mindset can be a strong motivation to start working on it. And then when you are open to work on it, uh, there's many, many exercises also out there. Also, uh, I'm sure uh, many coaches and uh, trainers also work with this um, to develop your self-compassion, because also that is something that that you can train, that you can grow.
1: Yeah. I mean, what you just said, because I mean, making that change is probably, that's the hardest part because they've been programmed or been doing something a certain way that has been holding them back. They're not making themselves vulnerable. They're not making them, they're not being transparent. They're hiding if they make a mistake instead of saying, okay, I, you know, I made a mistake. I own it. I'm going to do something about it. To make those changes could always be a difficult thing. So I, like, I always look at it like, unless we have discipline or, 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 consistently doing something even though we don't like to do it but by doing it knowing it's going to help us that that discipline and consistency might help us make that shift do you see that from your perspective when it comes to when we're talking about individual psychological safety that that you know we got to do things that we're not familiar with knowing that cognitively or, or logically we know it's going to be good for us but because it's foreign into in our routine we just got to be disciplined we got to use discipline to just do it
2: oh absolutely and there are th- different ways we can support ourselves to keep up that discipline but i mean you 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 know this uh, uh, i think they estimate that about 95% of our behavior is automatic behavior yeah. we don't think about it we just do what we did yesterday and the day before. So so changing that behavior takes time. And, and as you say, discipline, and we can do many things to help ourselves to support ourselves. And uh, I often say, uh, uh, also in training sessions to people, and when you haven't done it, kind to yourself, <laughs> again. <laughs> and uh, the, the big benefit is, is that it's never too late. Even if you forgot to do it, you can still do it now.
1: Yeah. And I love what you said about, about being kind. And you know, being kind and, and empathetic. I, I mean, I love to hear that perspective because a lot of times we can do things like where if we don't serve ourselves, how can we serve somebody else, right? We can't. We can't give what we don't have. And if I'm if I'm going to come from empathy and kindness, I have to be aware that I have to probably do something different to become better. If that means making more mistakes to learn and grow from it, and then I can be the example of that and be resourceful to let somebody do that for themselves instead of doing it for them, which is pleasing and enabling others. And oftentimes I see that being an issue in in any type of situation where people are together. If it's a family, if it's a community, if it's a business, or you get people that are constantly dependent on each other instead of complimenting each other. Not saying, hey, you you look great today or like good morning or it's not like that, but complimenting that they're doing something good for themselves in a, that that's healthy and being the example and being resourceful for others to now say, hey, why can't I do that for myself?
2: Yeah, it's very interesting yeah, that it happens so many times that we tell people, you should take better care of yourselves. And in the meantime, we're going hours and we're we're looking at, uh, dehydrated and, and, and exhausted, and uh, and 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 still we think we should give people tips to take better care of themselves. It's, uh, it's so easy to do it, and um, I love how uh, also Stephen Kofi says: uh, if you want to influence other people, you, you the best way to do it is to look at yourself. How in how far am I doing it, and make the change with yourself, and be the example. And that's that's the best way because people don't listen; they look. So, if you show the behavior that you want to see, then you have the biggest impact.
1: Yeah, that's true. That is true. And and we, if we talk about psychological <clears throat> safety, like we, you talked about awareness, which I think you know, self awareness is so important. Can we talk about like you know the importance of maybe perhaps communication in this process? Because Communication sometimes can be an issue where we assume and speculate something rather than actually, you know, getting information to know what is really specific and clear and concise about it. Can we talk about the importance of communication in this yeah,
2: process? I, I love that you that you asked that question because absolutely. And I think it's so interesting that when we talk about communication, we often I, I often have people ask me, "How do you say that exactly? Can I write down the, the the way you formulate that question?" And we see that actually it doesn't matter how you formulate the question; it matters where it comes from. And and this is also what what comes out of research. If we if we feel safe with ourselves, we are much abler to empathize. And the question that we will ask will even if we use exact same words, if it comes from an unsafe Individual space, then it will um, come across different than if it comes from a place where I'm okay. I feel good with myself. I feel safe with myself. And and as and you say, self awareness. I see so many times that people are unaware that they're feeling unsafe with themselves. So so that's where it starts. If you want to ask the question to another person, how you communicate that. Needs to be from an individually safe space. Yeah, yeah. If, if I want to ask how you are feeling, if I'm still stuck in my head with I haven't slept well or I have a deadline that I'm working, you will hear in my voice that I'm not generally interested in what you want to say, but I'm I'm having a deadline in 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 the back of my head. Yeah, you
1: have a you have another conversation with yourself, like, hey, I, I'm under a deadline. I got to get this done but then somebody can perceive that again assuming and speculating you're not interested in what they have to say you, you know you're not a, you're not a kind person and again that, that's all that, that it's situational you had something on your mind cuz it so it but if if we can understand that you know from each other that you know we're not judging the person we're just saying hey okay she doesn't seem to be really in tune with what I'm talking about today okay maybe there's something on something going on and, but then if i talk again maybe i'll find out oh my god she had a deadline that was the you know oh wow i could have jumped to conclusions and said that you weren't interested you now that makes so much sense
2: yeah and and being aware of this if when i ask you how you're doing and and i might even be fearful for the answer i might uh, even say uh, I, I might even uh, think oh my god if you're gonna say uh, I'm, I'm not doing well then, then what will my next question be and I don't really have uh, uh, that much time anymore to go into the topic so I hope you say that you're all right because otherwise we'll be in trouble. Uh, no matter how I ask the question, you will feel that it's not an open question. Yeah. So, so being aware of really taking the moment for myself to say okay, whatever answer comes, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm feeling okay. And how are you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. And I guess it, you know, it, it requires, you know, that, that type process doesn't happen overnight. Cause again, we we're programmed to communicate, you know, what, what, the way we've learned from time we were kids, you know, as infants. So what would, would you say that in this process of psychology that when, when it even comes to the communication side, that there should be awareness there as well that we could we know that how do we communicate effectively as senders and receivers of that communication and understanding the importance of the active listening part as well
2: yeah yeah i think um what you say our our behavior is is uh automatic. We, it, what but when we practice this many times every time even if before we pick up the phone, when, when somebody is calling us or, or somebody walks into the door or or you walk into somebody else's office, every time before the conversation, you check in with yourself and check in, how am I doing? And how open am I to have this conversation at the moment? And um, the more we practice this, the more aware we become of what we bring to the conversation. And um, And I think in some cases, if, if I see somebody calling me and I immediately feel stress coming up for what I might expect from picking up the phone, then I would recommend to either really take a moment before you pick up or even not pick up at all <laughs> and, yeah, and call them back better, a bit later. Instead
1: of react, you respond in a more positive, productive way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard people then say, "Yeah, but I have to answer." But but what will the result be if you answer from from being so stressed? Um, then if you call them back five minutes later and you've had taken the time to take care of your own basic psychological needs and and be able to have this conversation from a safe space, it you will have a complete different conversation with them.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important, and that could just what you just said in that example. I mean, that could save so many like just right there it could it could prevent a problem from happening a resentment from happening or because again if you took that call and you're in the middle of something now you're multitasking you're getting more stressed you're not even really going to help that person because you're not 100 percent engaged with what they're what they're what they're asking you for because you've already got something that you have to get done
2: yeah yeah and and a lot of times, this is coming from a good place. Eh? This is coming from a place where people say, "Yeah, but I I want to make the time for that person." But if if you even if you want to, but if your head is not there, then they will feel it. So you're you're not making space for them anyway. So you might as well take the space for yourself first. So when you do make the time for them, then you're actually really there.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. I love this. Well, we got it. we're got we going to be going to break here shortly. Is there something you could say you know, in the next 15 seconds to kind of sum up with an impact statement about what you shared here in the second segment about the individual side of psychological safety as a foundation?
2: Um, absolutely. Yeah. I think the essence is um, in order to create a psychological space with others, you first need to create a space for yourself and need to take the time to do so.
1: Wow. I love that. So again, this is really important stuff, everybody. That what what it, what she is sharing here can these are things that can make a huge difference in your business, either one on one with your customers, one on one with uh you know partners, JV partners, or your staff if you have uh more than you know more than few people in your company. So again, very important. Regardless if you're a solo or you're a Fortune five hundred company, all of this stuff is valuable information. Again, go back and listen to this in its entirety. We got to go to break, but when we come right back. We got more to come with Doctor Lise Walters. We'll be right back.
0: What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795, or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the psychological safety as a foundation for success. And if you're just joining us here in the third segment, you can listen to the show in its entirety our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, uh, EFA Movement. They are a 501c3 organization dedicated to helping dads step up in their roles to become better role models for their children, spouses, partners, and so on to really become allow people to become future leaders in their homes, communities, and businesses free from limiting beliefs and adopting an interdependent versus a codependent uh, way of, of living and operating in business feel free to check them out at efamovement.org. That is efamovement.org. So Dr. Waters, you had you had shared so much information about this area. And I think this is such an important area. As we here at Sustainable Success, we always believe that the foundation is what things are built on, where we can have legs to stand on. And you stress the importance of the individual side of psychological safety. Can we talk a little bit about the biology side and how this can impact so many areas of our lives, not just in the workplace or our own personal success, but just everything in general, That the things that it can touch and how they come full circle and, and can complement one another.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is really the basic why, why psychological safety is so key to sustainable success and also has such a a major impact. And when you understand a little bit of the biology, then it's easier to understand why it's so important. Because our brain, we have a a system within our brain that um, is scanning our whole day around us, whether we are in a safe environment. Um, And it means safe means also physically safe. Is there no truck driving towards us, for example, Uh, but also are there any psychological threats to our basic needs. And this uh, this is an ingenious system. Even if we step, walk into a room where there are people, even if we are not consciously aware of people's uh, gaze or people's, people's eyes, uh, we still pick up on whether there is fear in people's eyes or not. So our system immediately responds to it before we can even consciously think something, our system is already giving this signal. So whenever we get this signal our blood pressure rises our breathing rises our, our uh, sort of fight or flight system is activated and 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 we this is sort of a scale going from from activated a little bit to activated in the sense that i'm actually running out the door <laughs> but uh, but if it's only even activated a little bit it means that our system is under our our body system is under stress and we're not able to empathize and we're not able to remember as well, we're not able to uh, coordinate, um, you walk into the, the the foot of the table, for example, or, and when this system works, uh, when the system detects safety, our system, our body works um, together perfectly, we are more creative, but we also have a more uh, stable blood pressure, we have more, more stable breathing, uh, more stable heart rate. So it's it's in so way so many ways if we can create a safe space for ourselves but also for the people around us we get to be able to take better decisions we are healthier when we at the end of our working day we get into the car we have a bit more patience in traffic we don't uh, uh, we have less aggressive behavior on the road we come home to our spouse and and and, and maybe children and we have more patience because our system is is fully functional and are um, in in sort of a, um, yeah, an alert state, but not an, um, a fight or flight state. So when somebody asks us a question we, when we come home, we have the space to really listen and to be there. So the, the impact of creating psychological safety also for yourself, but also for the people around you is so enormous on all aspects of our lives both physical mental uh, environmental it's it's huge
1: no i love what you just said it, it's it's again going back to what what you kind of alluded to about when we were discussing about you know the consistency of doing these things that's what you know will allow for that change to tra- to, to to take place over time but when somebody's doing that Somebody else is also observing what you're doing, not that they maybe know that consciously but maybe subconsciously, they pick up on that, and that could be a positive effect upon someone
2: absolutely. Can you,
1: can you share a little bit about the importance of that that you're not only serving yourself in this case, but you're you're helping others
2: absolutely as as we mentioned before, people tend to not listen but to look. And uh, so the best way to, to help other people is also by doing it yourself by being that role model of, of doing that and, and it's, it's not too complex to do it, but it can be difficult because it, you have to do it every day, every moment again. It's not that you, um, that you created the safe space yesterday that it will still be there today you have to create it every day and every single time when something happens when when you are in a situation with your customers or with your uh, colleagues or with your uh, family and 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 you experience some unsafety then you have to take the steps to create a safe space for yourself and for others so it's a, it's a process that you have to work on every day <laughs> and, uh, and 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 of course, you can benefit from working on this for a longer time because people will feel more safe with you when you re- respond this way. But you still have to do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I know for me, you know, when I look back at when I made this change many years ago, I mean, I went from being a passive-aggressive, you know, communicator, and, and even my behavior was the same. It was very off-putting to people. I had a hard time in relationships. But when I, when, I, when I made these changes over time to be more assertive in my communication style and my, my behavior, it made people feel more comfortable. Like they began to open up more around me versus, you know, shut themselves down. So, I, and, and I didn't, you know, and again, that took me a little time to pick up on that. But it, I saw that how proved the, the the my relationships. Like I was building better rapport. People began to trust me. And I saw that my business took off more, I, you know, I, because I, those relationships got better and better because people felt comfortable that they could say something. I don't understand something or I made a mistake and I know you're not going to hold it against me. You're going to, you know, you, you'll keep me accountable, but you're not going to hold it against me. It, it really had a profound effect upon, you know, people around me. Yeah, that's and, wonderful. And, and vice versa.
2: Yeah, and and I've created this metaphor when uh, we talk about psychological safety of um, uh, land, a boat, and water. Where you say when you're on land, uh, you're within your comfort zone. Your 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 nervous system is relaxed. You have deep breathing. You're okay. When you step on the boat, you sort of get into a learning space. Uh, it's your uh, your Breathing is activated, but uh, you're still—you can still feel it's fun, it's new, it's uh, you're learning things. Uh, you're okay, but it's a bit out of your comfort zone. And when you're in the water, you feel overwhelmed, and, and your system starts shutting down. You can't function as usual. And we've noticed that um, when we use this metaphor to talk about how are how safe are you feeling in the situation with other people it really lowers the barrier for people to speak openly towards each other and build this trust and relationship with each other. And, and it's much easier for people to say, actually, I'm hanging on to the boat uh, here on this topic. And it creates a big understanding for people. So, But it's easier for people to say, I'm hanging on the edge of the boat and to say, uh, I'm really stressed out or I feel uncomfortable. or So uh, using a metaphor can be really helpful to build that relationship, yeah. create that openness, and to really talk about this uh, unsafety. Because that's, uh, I mean, it's not about preventing unsafety, it's about having the open conversation with each other about where you are and what you need from each other, how you can support yeah. each other.
1: So it's almost like, it, you know, now we, have, we have a little bit of time, and, and I want to make sure we get people to get to know where, where you know, how to get in contact with. But even if it are in a family setting or a small, like a small group setting or uh, even a, in an organization, it could be like a huddle, like where you, you, you know, you, you've, the huddle could be a safe place where we can now not discuss your dirty laundry, but more or less, you can talk about some things that make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, so to speak. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love the huddle thing. I, I use, I always like to get people's perspective on that. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's, we are not used to having these conversations yes. uh, most of the time w- when we work with teams and we use the metaphor for example for a project that people are working on and we simply ask a team okay when you're talking about this project where are you uh, and are you on the boat in the water on the on the land and and they share where they are uh, with each other they are often surprised they they don't even realize they've been working closely together and they don't realize that something has put someone in the water or even um that's that yeah sometimes people say i'm, I'm completely in the water because because i think i'm not good enough to be able to do this i don't have enough knowledge where the others say oh come on you have so much knowledge more than us but uh but having this conversation of how is this affecting my sense of safety this this situation, or this project that we're working on, or or this this um, yeah, just this topic of conversation, can be real eye opening and, and build trust, but also build this psychologically safe
1: environment. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important. So you know, kind of just sum everything up, Doctor. Would you say that you know the awareness to individuals and to organizations or it's it's that the awareness has got to be somewhat consistent. Not that doesn't mean every day, but these reminders and not just the organization, but individuals taking that initiative to do for themselves because they're not only helping themselves but they're impacting other people around them through their example.
2: Yeah. And I think the awareness that um it's we we often tend to think if I don't give it attention, then it will go away. And the fact is it will influence our conversation much stronger if we pretend that it's not there. So being aware that it's okay that you will feel uncomfortable sometimes, it's okay that you will feel stressed or frustrated and addressing this and dealing with it uh, will have much less impact on your conversation. Uh, then, if you d- d- pretend that uh, that it's not there, or or say, yeah, you know, I yeah. I reasoned it off, and it's okay. It's, uh, <laughs> but uh, but giving it the space um, yeah. is is really important.
1: Well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your evening in the Netherlands to be with us here today here on on sustainable success. I want to thank you for being here. I would love the, the for the listeners and those listening later to get to know you. How could they get in touch with you? Anything you like to share with them or offer them, feel free to take that time here to do that.
2: Okay, thank you. Yeah, so uh, people can find me on LinkedIn uh, under my own name, Lee Schouters, or they can find me on the internet under the name of my company, OMG Advice. It's called, uh, but uh, I can share the link with you later if you want. Yes. And uh, and I have several videos on uh, on a YouTube channel also under OMG, um, explaining also psychological safety, explaining the different building blocks uh, f- of how to create psychological safety within teams. So you can find them there.
0: Well, thank
1: you so much. And we would highly encourage you again to get in contact with Lise. On, check out her YouTube videos. Reach out to her on LinkedIn and strike up a conversation. And maybe, again, you could get to know her and perhaps how she could help you and your organization take you to the next level through a psychological uh, fu- uh, safety as a foundation for your success. Listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here at Sustainable Success. Again, this show is dedicated to your success and your growth to get to the next level. We highly encourage you to share this show with somebody you care about uh, in business or just in general, as we encourage you to everybody that we all help each other by helping ourselves first till then, everybody have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next Thursday here at 12 o'clock East coast time, 9 a.m. Pacific standard time. Have a great day and God
0: bless.